A series about youth mental health would be incomplete without looking into the subject of race. In this episode of Dispatches from Within, Radio 101 reporters Kenya Crops, Kiwon McCrimmon, and Nakilia Jennings try to understand why it's so hard for black teens to receive the help they seek. Let me introduce you to T. Let's just say um, a group of girls, they were like really mean and my self-esteem was already like really low. She asked us not to use her full name. And I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And like, I just didn't, like, I also hated myself at the same time. So T was going through a rough time at school. It was like, I just wanted to like, just die. So I started writing notes to myself saying that I should kill myself to try to hype me up to do it. One of her friends found those notes and gave it to the teacher, who in turn gave them to the guidance counselor. I walked in and um, he told me to sit down. And so I sat down and then he was like, we need to talk about like the suicide notes. And I was like, um, all right. And, he, and then he, like, he was like, why are you feeling this way? And I was like, because like, I just don't, I hate myself. And then apparently I'm not good enough for anybody else. So especially with like, like this group of girls, they always like picked on me. And then he was like, all right, well, here's a notebook to write your feelings down in. And then so I went home and mom was like, why is your guidance counselor calling saying that you're writing suicide notes? And then I was like, because I was. And then she was like, okay, well, why are you like, why are you doing like you don't like you shouldn't be talking about killing yourself. And so like, she took the notebook, said that um, she'll give it to me when she feels I need it, which would be for school. Called the guidance counselor back and said that I was just looking for attention. And that right here is what I want to focus on. This idea that when a black girl acts out, she's just calling for attention. I think that unfortunately in our black culture, mental health has always been a stigma. We don't believe in getting um, or admitting that we're not okay. That's Keisha Horton. She's a licensed clinical addiction specialist. She works with teens and adults suffering from depression, anxiety, and trauma. She's also Black. For some reason, our ancestors believed it was a sign of weakness um, to, to admit that you were not okay. And that has continued. So therefore, it's, and what goes on in my house stays in my house. Which for T was very much true. My mother is my mother. And, well, she likes to yell a lot. So I pretty much got a very loud cussing out. And then she was like, why are you like trying to talk about killing yourself? You should be happy. You have both parents and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. And I told her that I was sorry. And then like pretty much she did not help me feel better. And here we get to the problem that stories like T's have revealed for me. On one hand, we have this sort of cultural agreement that like Dr. Horton was saying, we can't show weakness. We can't talk about anything. I have to suck it up and move on showing the world the strong black girl I need to be. And on the other hand, we grow up surrounded by racial trauma that messes us up. Our childhood experiences really impact who we become. 
more than people like to admit. And so there are some experiences that happen in certain cultures more than others. You know, like seeing on national TV George Floyd being killed by a cop or Breonna Taylor being killed in her apartment. But forget for a second these major racial traumas. A recent study from Rutgers University showed that black teens face an average of five racial discriminations a day. A day. Things like people talking about the way I choose to wear my natural hair, or maybe being asked to represent my race during a class discussion, or even a teacher treating me like a child. Like I'm not as smart as every other student in the class. Those things pile up. They eventually get to you. Those stigmas and those challenges that have been placed on our race for decades. So that contributes to a lot of the mental health issues we're seeing within our specific culture. And help is not that readily available for us, and it shows. We surveyed over 1,600 students, and while 33% of the Black teens admitted to having thought about harming themselves or taking their own lives, only 10% said they were currently receiving professional help. There are historical reasons why Black people might feel skeptical of medical treatment and mental health treatment. That's Ashish George. He's the director of public policy and the psychiatrist advanced director specialist at the North Carolina chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So, you know, in general, I think there's a history of marginalized people feeling excluded from the medical establishment, from medical gains that might contribute to skepticism about mental health treatment and, you know, maybe even dismissal of reports of mental illness from their children, from the next generation. One thing we can do is um, have the people who are making the case for destigmatizing mental health care and embracing, you know, wider conception of what good, good health is. If we can make those people who make that case be, be from the community itself. I really want to be a therapist because I feel like more people will come to therapy if they see somebody that looks like them. So it's important to clarify that according to Dr. Horton, it's not that Black people can only see a Black therapist. There are issues that anyone can be going through that a therapist of any race would be able to help you with. But what the past couple of years have shown us is that there are some traumas that are specific to Black people and will be better addressed by Black therapists. You may have a better result with someone who is of the skin color because your trauma or your symptoms are related to the color of your skin. And having a white therapist may trigger what you're feeling because a part of your problem is you don't like them or you feel hurt by them or you feel violated in some way due to their race. The latest data from the American Psychological Association shows that while Blacks make only 4% of the psychological workforce, that number almost triples when looking at entry-level positions, meaning that more and more people who look like me are out there getting their psych degree and hopefully making it easier to talk about mental health in the Black community, but it will take time. This story was produced by me, Kenya Crops, Kiwan McCrimmon, and Akilah Jennings as part of 88.5 WFDD's Radio 101 series on youth mental health. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's a free 24-hour hotline at 1-800-273-TALK.
Radio 101 is made possible in part by a generous contribution from Woody Kleiner. This story was produced as part of a four-credit class at R.J. Reynolds High School in Winston-Salem. The music for this show was composed by Alan Potorak. Additional music by Blue Dot Sessions.